Have you ever had the urge to say, The fuck did you say? I know I have, and you, my dear, would be a lying sack of shit if you haven't. So let's do this. Let's get in my feels. My name is Anne, and welcome to my podcast. Before I go on, I would like to add a disclaimer. These are my opinions and mine alone. I do not speak for everyone that has ever encountered the scenarios that I'm about to speak of. Some of these items are obvious dickhead things to say to someone, while others, not so much. So let's get started. When my daughter Anastasia passed away, I had an onslaught of people offering the usual condolences. You know, I'm so sorry for your loss. Is there anything I can do for you? And so on and so forth. However, there were a handful of comments that truly rubbed me the wrong way. And today, I'm going to share a few of those with you. So here goes. The first one and my favorite, that many people have said to me, you can always have another one. First of all, I didn't know if I could have another one. My pregnancy? It was unsuccessful. I was at a 0% success rate. But that's besides the point. Let's imagine that there was certainty that I could have another one. It doesn't bring back the one that I lost. It doesn't bring back all the memories that never happened, all the life events that she'll never get to experience, all the milestones that we'll never get to witness. Despite having two beautiful little girls now, it makes my damn heart ache when I see one of them achieving a milestone. It's bittersweet. All I can think of is, what would it have been like for Anastasia? So fuck you for saying that. I don't speak for all parents that have ever experienced the same thing as us, but I know that for me and my husband, that irked the shit out of us. I also can't believe how many fucking people had the audacity to say that. We are all different. Replacing one with another one? That is not the equivalent of erasing the hole in your heart when you lose them. Yes, I understand that having another one allows you to heal a little bit. It fills your days with happiness instead of emptiness. But in no way does it ever replace what you lost. And that's just my two cents on that. Another phrase that was spoken to me during that time was, You had one job, as a wife and a woman, to produce a baby for your husband. And guess what? You failed. (sighs) All right. There's a lot to unpack in that sentence. Now, I've never been one who was raised to be a housewife. My father, he made damn sure to raise me to be an independent woman who wasn't defined by what they could or couldn't do for any man. In this case, my husband. Yet, despite the way that I was raised... That comment stung like a motherfucker. 
I even believed it for a time. I lived with so much guilt for surviving while my baby girl didn't. I kept thinking, it should have been me. Why? So I could have given my husband a fucking child. Who does that? Who thinks that? Somehow I thought it because it was embedded in my brain with that stupid fucking comment. To this day, I still have no clue why it affected me so much. But it did. It messed with my psyche. There are still days when those words can hit me like a ton of bricks, and it could still bring me to my fucking knees. I don't know why. Why does my ability to have a child for a man make me feel that way? I am not a vessel merely to produce babies for someone. I am my own person. I don't like feeling this way. And whoever said that to me, they have caused me many years of anguish, many sleepless nights wondering if I was woman enough. And quite frankly, man, woman, whatever you are, you should never be judged by your ability to have children. Now this next sentence. This was something that I had actually forgotten about. I was going through my journals from around the time of her death. And there was an entry of me being upset that a member of my family had said this to me. They said, This is your fault for not taking care of yourself while pregnant. I just couldn't believe that I had no recollection of it until I came upon that entry. I guess I must have blocked it out, because it's honestly heartbreaking as fuck remembering it now and thinking that someone could be cruel enough to blame me for the death of my daughter. That was my first pregnancy. And I didn't know shit. Yes. Yes, I know that we have internet now. And if I wanted to, I could have searched anything. And I did. But I didn't think to search what could go wrong in a pregnancy. That wasn't even on my radar. I was just happy that I could conceive. We had spent two years trying to get pregnant. All I was thinking about was, yes, the day is finally here. I'm going to be a mom. I was reading books like What to Expect When Expecting, not What to Expect When Shit Goes Wrong. And even the people around me, those who had been pregnant before, they didn't think to tell me that. All they ever spoke about was the joys of being pregnant. The idea that something could go wrong? I feel like that was taboo in some sort of way. No one ever talks about it, even if they did experience something in their pregnancy like that. You don't want to be the Debbie Downer that goes, Congratulations, but you should probably start thinking about what happens if A, B, and C goes wrong. I wish they had. I might have been frightened, but maybe I would have been more prepared. Granted, I did have happy moments while pregnant, but it was a struggle from day one. Even my doctors, they didn't seem concerned. The only thing that made me high risk was the fact that I was diabetic. So they made a plan to monitor me more than a normal person. 
It wasn't until after the shitty results that they finally pointed out to me that I'm actually 1 in 10. Like, really? You knew all along that the odds were 1 in 10. And you didn't think to share that with me? Get the fuck out of here. That would have been nice to know. Ugh, anyway, like I said, I did everything my doctor suggested, and you know what? It wasn't enough. Okay, I know we're in a bit of a theme right now, but I just want to talk about one more thing regarding the death of my daughter. This next comment, it made me see red. I was like that panda from the movie Turning Red. I wanted to rage against the fucking machine. I wanted to hulk out, but I didn't. And this is what they said. I know exactly how you feel. I too lost a baby. I had an abortion. Alright, before I tackle this, I just want to say that I believe that women have abortions for many reasons, and quite frankly, it's none of my goddamn business why. They have every right to do what they want with their bodies. I wholeheartedly disagree with the people out there who are trying to regulate women's bodies and what they can or cannot do with it. Having said that, an abortion is not, and I repeat, is not the same as having a stillborn. For starters, you chose to terminate that pregnancy, and I'm sure it wasn't the easiest decision to make, and you experienced turmoil trying to figure out what the best course of action was for your life. But at the end of the day, you had a choice. My daughter being stillborn? Now that, my friend, that was out of my hands. I did not choose for her to fucking die at 38 weeks. I wanted that baby more than anything in the world. I had a baby shower. I bought shit. I had a crib. I had clothes. I had formula. I had everything that I could possibly need for a newborn. I was counting down the damn days until she would be born and I could hold my precious baby girl for the very first time. She was three days away from her scheduled C-section. That's how close I was. So when somebody said this to me, not even a week after she died, I swear to God, I wanted to punch them in the fucking face. I remember so many nights pacing back and forth in the garage, chain smoking, shouting to the world or whoever's out there listening about this fucker who thought that equating an abortion to my situation made any sense. And I'm just saying what I feel right now. Whether it's right or wrong, this is just the emotions that I was going through at the time. Now, please keep in mind my emphasis on the word choice. I am not talking about women who have medically necessary abortions. Nor am I talking about women who experience trauma, where abortion is the only way that they can move past it. So if I have offended you, that was not my intention. I'm just letting it out letting you know how I felt. Okay, let's rein it in a little bit. There have been other situations in life where I've wanted to bitch slap someone or laugh at what they just said to me. I remember way back, around the time my husband and I were about to get married. 
One of his co-workers had the gall to call me a gold digger. I just remember, I was sitting in his Dunkin' Donuts store, waiting for him to get off his shift. It happened to be payday, and he came over to me, handed over his paycheck. He didn't want to forget it when he went home because he needed to deposit it so that he could pay his bills. Keep in mind, this was back in the day when the majority of people received physical paychecks, and it was also before mobile depositing existed. So now that I've painted the scene, I can understand the confusion on their part as to why they would think I was a gold digger. He was literally handing me his paycheck. They had no idea why he was doing it. But I just want to point out, homeboy worked at Dunkin' Donuts. Why the hell would I want to gold dig someone just for that Dunkin' Donuts salary? If I was going to go out and be a gold digger, it sure as hell would be someone making a shit ton more money than that. Girl, you gotta have higher standards than that if you're trying to make a buck off of riding a dick. Cause that sure as hell ain't gold digging money. I will say though, free donuts? That was definitely a perk. Anyway, babe, if you're listening, I love you. Clearly, I wasn't in it for the money. Now, since we're on the topic of people's jobs... I once had a conversation with someone who was talking to me about how they have a hard time closing the month. Mind you, I didn't know this person. We just happened to meet at an airport and we struck conversation. Small talk, you know how it is. So every month, he would run into a situation where he couldn't balance something. And it was the same thing every time. He had no idea how to fix it. So out of curiosity... I asked him what his thought process was. What did he do? How did he eventually balance the month? And he said, I never did. I just pulled numbers out of thin air and I'd plug them in. I'd force balance. If you've ever worked in finance, you know that force balancing is a no-no. When I heard that, I just wanted to be like, what the fuck? Did you just say what I think you said? Does your boss know that this is how you're closing the month? This doesn't seem kosher to me. This guy wasn't even a lower-level employee or anything of that nature. He was an executive. He was pretty high up there, and he couldn't figure out how to do this. He thought the best course of action was to fudge his numbers. I sometimes wonder where he is now. Does he still have his job? Did he eventually end up in jail? What is he doing with his life? Is he still fucking up the numbers? I don't know. That just really got under my skin because I also work in finance. Which leads me into the next topic that I want to speak about. I work in finance like a good little Asian. However, whenever anyone finds out that I'm Filipino, this is what they say to me. You must be a nurse. Uh-uh, I am not a nurse. This stereotype, it has haunted me most of my life. Yes, there are a shit ton of Filipino nurses, and I have a ton of family members that are nurses or work in the medical field. Even my own mother, she graduated from nursing school. But that's kind of racist. I get it. 
but it's exhausting. Like, shut the fuck up already. Not all Filipinos are nurses. Then again, I did grow up with my parents pushing me to go into the medical field, either as a nurse or a doctor. And I did initially go to college with the intentions of being a nursing major. I also hung out with all the other Filipinos at school that were going to be nurses. But that's besides the point. I'm just saying, I ain't a nurse, and I sure as hell am happy not to be one. As you know, I went into finance instead. Hooray for breaking stereotypes. Alright, maybe you fuckers are onto something, I'll give you that. But I'm still not a nurse, okay? Even my kids are thrown into that stereotype. My youngest, she came home from career day and she had a tag that said, Future nurse. They just looked at her and said, Oh, you're Filipino, so you're probably going to be a fucking nurse. Like I said, that's kind of racist. But I digress. Speaking of kids, if you're lucky enough to have children, you know exactly what they're capable of. Especially when it comes to the shit that they say. As a parent, it's hard not to laugh out loud or be visibly proud of your child when they say something inappropriate. You need to hold it all in, chastise them like the good parent that you try to be. Then once they're out of earshot, you just let it out. For example, I once overheard my youngest tell her cousin, Don't be a dick or you won't get shit. I mean, A for effort? It was a correct sentence? She used the word dick correctly? She used the word shit correctly? And it kind of rhymed too? She could be a poet. But of course, I couldn't be visibly proud of that. I had to be like, all right, girlfriend, you can't say that. You're four years old, okay? Maybe when you're older you can say that, but at four years old, that's a little bit inappropriate. Yes, yes, I know he was being a dick, but you still probably shouldn't say stuff like that. I mean, I can't really blame her, though. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and I can only assume that she picked it up from me. I am the potty mouth of the family. My husband rarely uses bad words in front of the kids, while I just kind of let it fly. Like I said, I am very blunt, and I will say whatever's on my mind without thinking about my audience. So I totally get it. Totally get where she got it. But obviously, I can't risk her going to school saying that. I'm going to have a nice phone call from the teacher saying, I'm sorry, your daughter just told me I was a dick. You kind of need to have a disclaimer with kids. Okay, fine, you can say it at home. Just don't say it at school. I'm not trying to get called into the principal's office over your language, okay, capiche? Alright, I guess you figured out that I'm an unconventional parent. A.K.A. bad parent in some people's opinions. But hey, it is what it is. I'm just doing my best just like everyone else. Leave me the fuck alone, okay? <laughs> Of course, this episode wouldn't be complete without addressing at least one racial slur that I've encountered in my life. I have heard many iterations of this phrase said to my face. Go back to China, you fucking chink. 
This has happened both in New Zealand and in the U.S. When I was younger, it used to piss me off, and I admittedly used to get in their faces just to shut them down for being ignorant. I'm not even from China. Not all Asians are from China, you dumb motherfucker. As an adult, it's rare now to hear that, and if I do, I usually shrug it off. I will admit that it did get a bit tense during the pandemic. There were so many ignorant bastards who were targeting the Asian American and Pacific Islander community. But other than that, it's usually not worth engaging. Is it right to stay silent? Hell no. But I am tired of trying to change the minds of people who are close-minded. The result is usually the same. In one ear, out the other, maybe a few punches landed. And guess what? I have children now. I'm not trying to go to jail for anything. I need to provide for them. Sometimes it's better to walk away and choose your battles. It sucks because, though the world has gotten better and people are less tolerant of ignorant fucks like that, I know my children will more than likely go through the same thing growing up. The difference being, they are actually half Chinese, though still not from China. Actually, as a matter of fact, they already have. At the end of the last school year, the kids at the bus stop started calling them chinks. My oldest, she was visibly upset, whereas my youngest, she didn't quite understand what was going on. I, on the other hand, I was livid. I wanted to knock that kid over, but obviously I can't because a grown-ass woman beating on a child, that wouldn't work out in my favor. I considered trying to find their parents and having a conversation with them. But after talking it out with my husband, we went the direction of teaching the girls to be like Elsa and let it go. At first I was mad, but he was level-headed enough to point out that children learn things from those around them. And if they learned it from their parents, talking to them won't help the situation. If anything, it could make it worse. The best course of action was to let it be. Once people realized it wasn't having an effect on them, they'll stop. And he was right. It stopped after a week. So I had to swallow my pride and let Mama Bear simmer down just a little. Now before I wrap up this episode, I wanted to touch briefly on politics. Nothing too controversial, just a little bit. When I heard that Marjorie Taylor Greene was trying to insult Biden, but somehow ended up praising him by comparing him to the likes of Lyndon B. Johnson and Franklin D. Roosevelt. She talked about all the wonderful things those presidents accomplished. And I certainly said, the fuck did you just say? To make it even better, Biden himself thanked her for the endorsement. Girl, you done fucked up. I don't think you said what you thought you said. Like, is it really a bad thing that these presidents implemented help for the seniors? For the urban community? For the average Americans? Sounds like he's done a good job according to her. Isn't that what we want? To have the rich shoulder their share of the taxes so that they may help the little people out there. Those who are struggling. Yes? No? Maybe? 
Either way, she somehow did the opposite of what she intended. All right, folks, we are now at the end of the episode. Thank y'all so much for joining me. Until next time, keep on doing you. Shine like your true, authentic, badass self. And fuck them, haters. Well, not literally. You know what I mean. As always, just remember, you are not alone. <laughs>